G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name is Lockie and I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help us guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith. We are kicking off a brand new collection of talks through our Beyond at Home and uh, it's all around the idea of resilience. So today, Chris and I, we open up this chat Um, talking about what it means to be resilient and some tips that you can take into your week and into your life to become more resilient. We hope you enjoy this conversation and we'll see you at the end. Well, welcome to the 25th episode of Beyond the Message. Chris, we've hit the quarter century. Um, It's exciting. It is. I mean, we've got two milestones in the next two weeks. If you want to, if you want to really get celebrating, because twenty-five is quarter century. I Mm. feel like that's you know a milestone itself. Yeah. And next week, twenty-six is half a year. You know, fifty weeks in a year. Well, look, we can just we can just celebrate twice. Who needs? How good is celebrating? Celebrating is good, and let me say. Celebrating in 2020 is good, isn't it? It's really good. There's, there's not been a lot of things to celebrate. So this is worth celebrating hard. That's right. And, and today we're actually going to have a, a conversation around resilience. And I feel like mm. if, um, you know, like a Chinese New Year, you know how they call it like the year of the dragon or the year of the cat or the year yep. of the frog, we could go on for hours. Uh, you know, isn't 2020 the year of resilience? Um, is, is that what we call it? Is that what we look back on? I'd more so say 2020 is the year of disruptions. Okay, fair enough. Yep, that, that also works. <laughs> yeah, 2020 is a year of disruptions, which hopefully leads leads us to become more resilient. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, some people's story is going to be characterized by resilience and mm, other people yes. is not. So probably disruption is, is a better title there. Um, but resilience is is what we're looking at. And yeah. it's been such a key theme. You know, on, a, on an individual level, I know we've all been um, been through different kind of phases or, you know, of resilience, we're doing all right in terms of where we are at the moment in, in, in a global scale. But we know that people in Victoria are probably back where we were a couple of months ago in, in I their think I saw on someone's Instagram the other day, it was like a visual representation of Victoria in lockdown. I think it's been in lockdown for when it'll have been finished. It'll been six months. Wow in lockdown of, of some way, shape or form. I might be wrong, but that was like what the Instagram kind of picture showed. Instagram is a trustworthy source of, of news. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that happened. I'm just saying <laughs> I saw it on the gram. Well, yeah, like they're, they're dealing with their own level of, of resilience that's different to what we're going through now. Um, but, you know, that's, that's definitely characterized the year. Um, so, as I said, individually, resilience. As a church, I know Beyond Church, that's been a huge test, um, to say the least. I don't know if you have any any words there, Chris, for our for our church or for our audience here. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I would totally agree. I think um, something that, like you know, because in this series, we defined resilience as the ability to bounce back from disruptions, and I would say that a lot of people and a lot of Jesus followers. Um, the way in which they express their faith or follow Jesus was disrupted in some way this year. And I think, you know, to be honest, I think that's probably a good thing for a lot of people because I think what it probably showed is that for a lot of people, uh, they had kind of 
got used to attending an event or ticking a box and that was kind of enough for them. It, it wasn't a, um, it was, and, and, and their focus had shift, which shifted with the noise of life as all of our focuses do um, to less about being with Jesus to more about kind of attending an event. And when this event was gone, it was like, Oh my goodness, my faith is gone. And that should not be the case. Um, you know, we see the first century church went through a whole bunch of disruptions and their faith was never really like, Oh my goodness. Um, and so I think that's been on a personal level, that's probably for, for Jesus followers. I'm sure yeah. that's been challenging, but then definitely as a, as a local church as well, that's been really, really hard because um, we've had to think about how do we engage people online? How do we help people grow an authentic community online? How do we do a whole bunch of stuff um, that we once done almost? That's been a huge disruption mm. uh, overall. So Yeah. Yeah. We would have mentioned that that definition of resilience, but can we just mm. lock that in? Because that's going to yeah. be um, the starting point for our next three weeks as we look at resilience. Yeah, it's the ability to bounce back from disruption. Cool. And that's that could be any kind of disruption. You know, that's, that's anything from the little <laughs> disruptions all the way through to the big disruptions. Yeah, so that's like, anything from either of our wives opening the door while we're mid-podcast yeah. through to... A global pandemic. So yeah. yeah, or me me texting you saying like, "Hey man, sorry, I'm on the phone. I need to be five minutes late." And you're like, "Ah, oh, this disruption. Bit of a disruption. Yeah, that's never yeah. happened." <laughs> yes, get your life together. Um, so yeah, but obviously there's there's bigger disruptions that people have experienced. People have gone yeah, and through. look look with this series, I did make the point of saying that we really want to focus in this series on on how do we navigate the smaller disruptions. because uh, I, I just think particularly in the type of communication that we're doing, you know, it is down a camera lens to a, to a wide group of people. And the same with the podcast, you know, we're talking you and I, um, there's a whole bunch of different people, you know, some people probably driving the car or on the bike or whatever. Um, and it's really, yeah, it's almost laughable to think that, that we could speak directly to some of the big disruptions of life, you know, like losing a family member or being diagnosed um, with an illness or losing a job or having to foreclose on the mortgage uh, in this kind of forum. And so I think the aim with this series is to help us kind of get better at dealing with the smaller disruptions. Cause I think if we can better handle the smaller disruptions, it puts us in a better position to better handle the bigger disruptions that life will eventually kind of throw at us. And that's really good. I think piggybacking on our last series, all talking about the habits of Jesus, really focusing on uh, what I would say is an unhurried life um, mm-hmm. where we talked about silence and solitude, simplicity, and we talked about um, slowing down. I think that's actually a really good place to start because we're never going to be in tune with ourselves, with our emotions, with what's going on inside of us or what's going on around us if we don't slow down and actually you know, listen and, and just be attentive to what's happening. Um, so if you want to check back, there's five episodes of beyond at home and the beyond the message podcast. That's plenty of time to, um, to really knuckle down on, on those kind of concepts. That's a great starting point to jump into our four questions for our four Monday. Um, Chris, what are, what are likely ways if you don't already know, um, or haven't experienced this, what are likely ways that, that faith is going to be tested in our lifetime? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think, the hard, the hard thing is when I think when you ask that of someone is like, oh, what could test your faith? My natural answer to that is, well, I wouldn't know until it happened because then my faith would be tested. Uh, but I think there's probably three, three major broad ways that it could be. And then I, you probably can have little sub 
headings underneath or maybe someone's like i think there's another major way that's awesome let us know um and i think that doubts changes and suffering doubts changes and suffering so doubts are kind of those things like you know is is god real and there's this really great example at the end of um matthew's biography on jesus's life um where jesus appeared to his disciples after his resurrection and and says when they saw him they worshiped him but some doubted and so there's kind of this like Oh, I'm not sure. Like I see it. I'm not sure. Or, or maybe people are starting to explore faith or explore, think, Hey, maybe there's more to, to life than just this life, but uh, I'm not really like, I'm not really sure. So there's kind of doubts. I think that's one way. Um, the other way is changes. Uh, I think when anything changes in our life, that can really be an opportunity for us, for our faith to be tested. You know, that could be um, anything from a marriage breaking down to starting a new job to, um, having to move or going into lockdown in the middle of a pandemic, yeah, having a kid, <clears throat> having a kid. So many, that's a good, great example. I don't have a kid. Um, I wouldn't know. Me neither. Um, that's okay. So all the parents yeah, out there. I have, I, I recently became an uncle. Um, his name's Hugo. What a great name. A great. And, and his, his last name's Hobbs, Hugo Hobbs. What a baller <laughs> name. Um, but that, that could be based on his name. Yeah. Yeah, he's a baller. Um, but but I think that can be something that can really test your faith. And a really a practical example is like you see when the Israelites were wandering in the desert for 40 years on the way to the promised land. Um, that was a big change. And, and there's a whole bunch of times of them, you know, their faith being tested in that. And then the, the third major way, which I think is probably the most obvious, is suffering. Yeah, anytime we suffer, anytime... Um, we experience challenges or hardships, or as James said in the verse we looked at on the weekend, troubles, that can really cause us to sort of say, God, are you, are you out there? Are you real? Do you care? Mm. So. I guess moving into our second question, like the presence of suffering, um, mm. you know, that's, I guess, resilience comes from suffering. If we, if we didn't suffer, you know, if we didn't have change, if we didn't doubt, we probably wouldn't need to be resilient. Um, mm. But I guess it, it brings us to a bigger question of like, why in the first place would God even allow that suffering? Like why, why is God opened the door for the need for resilience? Why can't we just cruise on through um, and, and, and not experience doubts, change or the suffering? Can I, um, can I cop out to this question without copping out? <clears throat> I'm curious. Only because, for it. only because this question is like, could take us in one different direction. We, we actually did a whole podcast on this called Jesus and Suffering. Um, which I'm sure there was probably a link to in the bio that, um, that people can check out that entire, that entire conversation. Cause I think anything, even 30 minutes on that topic is probably scratching. The not surface. enough. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Is the goal so for this probably... podcast? Sorry. Is the goal for this episode to point people back to every single episode we've done? We don't get to 25 episodes without, without sharing them again and again and again. Come on. Come on, Chris. Let's I'd, go. Need, I'd need to have a list of the 25 <laughs> episodes. But I think, you know, the short, the short answer is um, it, it's not that God allows us to suffer. I think it's more of the effect of that's the effect of um, sin in the world is that we do suffer. Um, that's, that's my short two sentence answer that someone will come along and have an issue with, but that's okay. Go and listen to the Jesus and suffering podcast. It's a great podcast episode. Um, sorry. Episode. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Um, I guess moving on to that and maybe giving a more specific kind of resilience lens on this question. 
and we, we chatted about this on uh, at Beyond at Home, but what is God actually trying to grow us? Uh, what, what is God trying to grow in us through hardship or through suffering? Um, or, you know, what, what, are we, what are we trying to grow through our resilience? Yeah, the, the answer is actually faith. Like God's, God's trying to grow faith within us. And the, the passage we looked at was um, James chapter 1. And right at the very start of that, he, he talks about um, when, you, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. And then he says, for you know that when your faith is tempted, uh, tested rather, your endurance has a chance to grow. Um, and it's, it's interesting kind of as we, as James goes on into verse four, he says, so let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect to complete needing nothing. And we looked at the idea that that, that little phrase consider it is, um, is actually a verb and it's a verb to actually fight for, uh, or reorientate our thinking around ways that we can be joyful not because of the trouble, but in the midst of the trouble. So even in spite of everything that's happening around us to be joyful in the midst of that. And so James would kind of say that God's goal in our suffering is that it would push us closer to God and that we'd actually need less of uh, other things and more of God. And um, just to kind of drill that point home even a little bit further, that, that I'm, I'm reading from the, the new, the NLT new living translation. Um, and if you're new to faith, you're probably like, what's that? Um, it's, it's the Bible. It's just, it's yeah, it's the Bible. Um, but the, the, the Greek word, cause James would have originally written this in Greek when it's translated to English, that word needed is probably better translated to want nothing. So, so you won't desire or long after anything um, because you'll actually be content with God and God alone. Um, so it's less about needing like a house and those basic things. And it's more about needing like control or, or all these things that we kind of feel like we need. And like, are you, are you suggesting that without any form of like trouble or hardship, then we therefore wouldn't have resilience and therefore without actually acting in resilience in life, like bouncing back, we would never experience faith to its full, like to its extent that God actually wants us. Like does, does, do we require resilience to actually experience faith? That's a great, that's a great question. Yeah, no, I, think, I didn't write this one for you earlier. No, I just thought of it. <laughs> no, you're throwing me curveballs. I love it. Um, I, what, what I think happens is that the more your faith is tested, the more you have an opportunity to, to grow in your faith. And that's, that's kind of what, what James is saying through there. And so James would more so say, um, like when you go through challenges, it gives you a greater opportunity to see more of who God is. And as a result, what will happen is um, your faith will, will grow. It's kind of like, um, you know, when you're brand new in a relationship, um, there is the certain ways that you would respond and think about that romantic relationship. Um, and then the older and the more mature you get and the more you go through, uh, you can grow, go through things in a relationship when you've been married for 10 years that if you were dating for three months, it would just seem like the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, but you've been married for, for 10 years and you're like, ah, it's not that big of a, ah, it's yeah. not bigger that we've been through so much and we've grown together. 
mm. uh, so much. So I don't know if that answers the question no, or if I you mean, want to push me more. I mean, thinking just in asking that, I, I do think about COVID. That's a that's a, a resilient uh, resilience building kind of thing that we've been through as a society. Mm. But my relationship with God has transformed in this time. Um, it's I've learned things about God that I didn't previously know. I've I've learned about His character, about His heart, about His uh, ambition and desire for my life. So I would say, you know, I would have a lesser understanding of who God is, not better or worse, but just a lesser. If, mm. if I hadn't had to go through this period of, of, um, of kind of isolation and just church, you know, for the fact that church is online, like we, my, my faith is now not rooted in a church or a building. It's, it's rooted in an experience of God in my everyday. Um, so even just, I think in, in my life, you know, of, of course, through through tough times and through things like that I, i've learned who god is and, and built a, a greater relationship with god through that i don't know if that's resonating no, no. And, and sometimes no it does and sometimes it's not even um uh like tough times or, or uh necessarily like when we think of troubles we might think of like oh global pandemic or like bad things sometimes it can just be a disruption you know that that um that's not bad, but it's just annoying or it's just a pain in the butt. And so, you know, like you forget to submit that assignment. And so you automatically lose 30% of your grade. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not like terrible, but it just is kind of like, Oh, now I've got to bounce back from that disruption. That's a challenge. That's something I've got to overcome. And, and I think those things in faith um, when they happen in faith life, just kind of help us um, grow and develop our faith more and more. Cause really when it comes to faith, there's no kind of like maintaining it's either you're going backwards, you're going forwards. And really our goal as Jesus followers should always be to follow Jesus. Um, so we want to be growing and we want to be um, seeing that faith develop. That's too good. Well, we're going to round out uh, this podcast episode hmm. with, uh, with our fourth question. And, and hopefully this is a really practical step. Um, yep. So Chris, if you don't mind talking us through, what are some practical things this week that I can do to build resilience um, in my own life? Yeah, we, we looked at it on the weekend. I sort of said, Hey, every single day, I want you to, to write down three things that you're grateful for. Um, because I think that's actually something, you know, that James is talking about here that we want to consider it joy. In other words, like, Hey, let's, let's look what we can be grateful for or joyous for. Uh, but, but if, if our listeners, cause I know, I know that, interested and they want to engage a little bit more um there there came out and i think i think it's in the early 2000s you uh, you might have to correct me someone um but martin seligman um was one of the fathers of what's called positive psychology um and this is not like self-help books this is like actual academic psychology it's called positive psychology um and there's a, a type of thinking around resilience and around positive psychology called PERMA plus it's called the PERMA plus model. Um, so PERMA stands is P E R M A and then plus. And so these are things that like help us uh, build a positive mental state, but also help us build resilience. And so the, the PERMA is um, positive emotion. So like being grateful, being happy, being um, joyful um, engagement. So that's things that like, we care about um, being engrossed in things to the, to the point that like, you know, we lose track of time um, relationships. So friendships, um, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, relationships with bosses. Yeah. Family, all of that good stuff. Um, the fourth thing is meaning. 
so that, that we, we feel that there's some sort of meaning to our lives, whether that's on a, you know, just meaning in my job or meaning in my relationships. Um, and then the, the A is accomplishment. So we want to, we want to feel a sense of accomplishment and then the plus encompasses a number of, um, of plus things. So that's like plus physical activity, sleep, nutrition, and optimism. Um, and those are actually, although they're in this plus category, they're hugely, hugely important for our ability to be resilient. Um, particularly sleep and nutrition, they play such a key role yeah. um, in, in our ability to bounce back from, from disruption. So I, I would probably say on that, on that PERMA plus model, uh, I would say, Hey, look at one of those things, whether it's positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning accomplishment, or one of the plus areas, or maybe all the plus areas. And just this week, just pick one thing that you can do to be deliberate in one of those areas. So maybe you kind of go, ah, oh, you know what? Like I actually haven't taken any time to be with my friends. And so for you, you just call up that friend and you, you go and hang out on Friday night, or you go and hang out on Saturday. Hmm. Um, or maybe uh, for, for a, for accomplishments, you kind of just think, ah, oh, like I really haven't set myself a goal at work this week. So you kind of just set yourself one little mini goal that you can tick off and then you celebrate it at the end of the week. Um, and so there's a, there's a whole heap of things. Engagement is another one. Maybe you've got that hobby or that little project at home you've been putting off, but you really want to do it. So this weekend, you just kind of like, I'm really going to really engage. I'm going to really engross myself and just get absorbed. Um, and then in the, on that plus side of things, I think that's probably, um, if people are feeling really, you know, looking for other ways, um, things like physical activity, sleep, nutrition, um, just ask like, hey, how much sleep am I actually getting? Like, am I getting enough? Like, mm. Is it five? Is it six? What am I eating? What am I putting in my body? Like, am I, am I going through the drive-through two or three times a week? Like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I should stop that. It's um, really fascinating, Chris. Cause like these, these perma things that we've talked about, like they all sound pretty good. I'm like building resilience in my head before this and understanding maybe this model was like, Oh, that sounds really hard. That sounds really tough. But looking at those things individually and breaking those down, they sound like brilliant things. Um, like they, I'm not rolling my eyes going, gee, do I have to do that? Do I have to find meaning in my life? I'm going, gee, actually I want purpose. I want a, a, some sort of ambition and some sort of call to be in my life. Um, so that, that's, that surprised me as to how just like achievable, but like fun they sound in, in many ways. And, and look, um, I'll be the first to admit my, my wife understands the PERMA plus model so much better than I do. Um, cause she's deals with it, uh, all the time in her role, um, looking after high school students. But, um, one of the things that she said to me is she's like, you know, it, this model makes sense because it's kind of like God's fingerprint, um, on our lives. And of course, if you were to look at like, what are some of the things that God would say would help us flourish? Well, well God wants us to have a positive self-image. God wants us to be engaged in things that we're doing. He wants us to, he's wired us for community. He's actually given us meaning in our lives. And he actually, you know, it's interesting because God wants us to, um, wants us to work. Like we're supposed to find accomplishment. Um, but he's also given us these, these bodies, um, you know, that are able to do incredible things. And so we got to, you know, um, says in, uh, Paul says that, you know, we're to treat our bodies like temples of the Holy spirit. So we should be looking after them from a physical nutrition sleep perspective as well. 
So good. So just to recap, so those mm. things, engaging in those things will help to build resilience. Is, is that? Yeah. And, and well, so- it, it just not necessarily resilience specifically. Yes. Resilience, but also just a, a more positive, um, positive mental, it's called positive psychology. So a positive mental state, a more positive mental state. Yeah. And, and, and that will then enhance your ability to, to bounce back with disruption. Yeah. When you, again, yes. When you, when you have meaning in the world, it's easy to bounce back because mm. you understand meaning. It's easier when um, you're grateful for things to find the good in things. You're better able to bounce back. So, yeah. So good. Gee, I feel inspired, Chris. I feel ready to take on the world, become more resilient myself. Um, so that sounds like a great place to kind of wrap up episode 25, the quarter century. Um, Yo! Halfway to 50, quarter to 100. You know, that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, I feel great. like it's a, it's a great milestone to celebrate. I've got, that's an accomplishment. We'll tick off our, our A. We'll tick that off. Yep. Yep. How good. Well, Chris, we are going to see you for part two um, of, of this series. What's the series called again? Fight I cannot it, wait. Sorry. Fight for it. Yeah, How to Build Resilience is the subtitle. Wonderful. So we'll see you back next week. Until then, I look forward to hearing how you go with the, uh, with the PERMA. And uh, maybe next time I'll ask you some of the things you're grateful for as well after you've journaled that for a week. Ooh, yeah. Too good. We'll see you then. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning into the Beyond the Message podcast. We hope you got some value out of it this week. If you want to share it with a friend or share it with someone who you think will uh, get some enjoyment out of this episode, please do. But apart from that, we look forward to seeing you next week for part two of Fight For It.